everyone, I'm Ari Meglin here with Rachel Poli and we're your hosts for the Very Writer Podcast. We are on episode 61 and this week's question is, do you need a dedicated space for writing? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please give it a like. Okay, so dedicated writing space. I think that's one of those things that crops up every now and then. It usually divides a room because you obviously have some people that were like, no, I like to go and sit in a cafe. Well, when, when you could sit in a cafe. <laughs> Since we're recording this during the pandemic, that's still not possible in certain parts of the world. But yeah, and then obviously the other people who like to have a specific area that they do all their writing in and they don't move from that place. That's where the writing and the magic happens. So that's what we're talking about today. I have to admit, I am in the latter category. I do like a dedicated writing space. I personally find that it sets up the mood and it sets up my day. I kind of get into the headspace straight away. It's like, yeah, this is where I am going to be. This is what the space is for. Actually, that's not fully true because I do use my desk for my business and my crafting and like, you know, opening mail and everything. But technically it is a working space. So in a sense, it's still connected to that thing it's where I do work and while writing is awesome it is still a work it's still a job it's still something that I put effort into well, you know so that's why <laughs> that's why I class it as work but yeah I do feel that having a specific setup a specific desk or you know office or whatever where you write is the best for me obviously I'm not pushing my opinion on everyone else <laughs> but it is right it's best that no, I, I agree with you. I do think that people should have a dedicated writing space because you're right. It does get you in the right mood and it sets up your day and it just trains your brain to say, okay, this is our creative spot. This is our writing spot. This is what we're supposed to be doing right now rather than being on your phone and scrolling through TikTok. And it's funny, I have to back up a little bit when you mentioned the cafes. I actually forgot about writing in a cafe for years. My sister and I went to Barnes and Noble every Saturday and we would sit in their Starbucks cafe and we would just hang out there for a few hours and write. And it was awesome. And we haven't been able to do that in over a year that I actually forgot that, yes, you can go out and write in other places. You can go to the library and stuff. And I personally really like that. I like being in a cafe in, in that setting. And I did have a dedicated spot at the Barnes Noble Cafe. There was a certain table that we would sit at where my back would be to the wall because I don't like having people behind me. And it was next to the window. And it would al I would always get bent out of shape if we got there and somebody was sitting at our table and I would never get as much writing done if we were sitting at a different table. Very weird. But seeing as I've been writing from home, I do have a dedicated spot. I do have an office slash living room type space that my sister and I share. And that's where my desk is. And I do prefer to sit at a table or a desk whenever I write because it's just easier to have your laptop or your desktop propped up or even just if you're writing with a notebook it's easier to have that table surface. And also it just, I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel more productive when I'm sitting at a desk. It makes me feel like VIP or something. <laughs> I love how you mentioned Barnes and Noble and how even though you were outside of the, of, the, of the home office, if you will, you still had a dedicated writing space to the point where it would have an effect on your writing. And that is what can happen. You know, yeah. if you're constantly bouncing around. Obviously, this is just our opinion. And I'm well aware that there are many writers out there who use the laptop in the way it's 
supposed to design to be, you know, kind of portable, travel around, work wherever you want. And that is great. If that's what you do, perfect. Me, I, I don't like moving my laptop. It annoys me to move my laptop. And piggybacking on what Rachel said, about having a desk and having like, you know, space to put your notebook. That is exactly what it is. You could arrange all your stuff in an easy to reach area without having to carry stuff around. So like if I, if I was going to go and write on a train or in a cafe, I'd be lugging around binders because I, I have notes and, and things in binders. I'd have notepads, I'd have pens. And, you know, for a fact, I'd get there. The table wouldn't be big enough. I'd, I'd spread everything out. And then I'd obviously have forgotten something because that's what happens with me. So at least I have my desk and I have all my stationery. I have multiple colored pens on one side. I've got post-its in a big pile. I've got more pens because why not? I've got notepads. I've got a printer right on, on hand in case I want to print anything out to edit it. And that's what, what it means. It's like having everything within arm's reach, depending on, the, on your desk size, obviously. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's why it's so important. That's why you should do it. Definitely do it. Do it. Do it. Well, that's the thing. You got to organize it and make it your own area. Because if you don't, then it's harder to it's harder to get into that space, if you will. I don't even know if that makes sense. But for example, my sister had my sister's desk and my desk in our office, they're pressed up against each other so that when we're both sitting down, we're facing each other. If I sat down to write at her desk, all of her stuff is there. I none of my stuff is there. Yes, I can use her pens and things like that, but I would get nothing done. Absolutely nothing done. I need to be at my own desk. And again, I have, as Ari said, I have a printer right next to my desk because I have shelves like inside the walls and that's where all my pens are. That's where my notebooks are, my binders, the printer, all of that fun stuff. And also the other thing is as writers, we love office supplies. I could go nuts at an office store and just pick out all these things to organize my desk, like pen holders, cute little post-it note things. I have a cat tape dispenser. I mean, <laughs> Ari's giving me a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun to have your own designated space so that you can make it your own and you can organize it and spend a lot of money on buying all these little organizational things and just extra pens that you probably won't use for a little while or, you know, it's just this, this conversation went from, you know, having a designated writing space so that you're productive with your writing to just, just go nuts with organizational stuff and office supply. <laughs> because I mean, hey, we all need to, we all need more distractions so that we're not writing, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and if you have a space on your desk, you think it's, that just needs a new notepad. I need yeah. to go buy a new notepad. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, and obviously you can personalize it with other things, can't you? You, know, you can put photographs on or a little plant or little Funko Pops or whatever ornaments. Or, or if it's me, it's stones. I am one of those weirdo people that whenever I go out anywhere, if I see a nice stone, I pick it up. I have so many stones on my desk. There's more stones in the house than outside, I swear. It's like a little stone hotel. But yeah, I kind of, I like it. It has a memory of where I went and where I picked it up. I don't know why I do it, but it's, it's the magpie in me. I like to pick up weird things and it adds to it. And so, yeah, I like the idea of making it your own, making it more personal. So, yeah. And I love the idea of your cat dispenser. I'm suddenly realizing mine's really boring and just normal. And I think I need, I need something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are all these cute little things that you can get. And I do, I have photographs on my desk. I have them hanging up on the wall behind me. I have, um, I have bookmarks hanging up on the wall behind me. Hmm, I like the idea of that. 
Yeah, I, I like the, the hook bookmarks rather than like the straight paper ones, but uh, there are some really cute ones. So I just, I hang them up <laughs> instead of actually using them. <laughs> oh no, I, I love bookmarks. I almost never use bookmarks. It's literally a receipt, scrappy bit of paper, you know, a little piece of plastic that came off a chocolate bar. That's what goes in the book, not the bookmarks that look really pretty in the bedside drawer or on the side, or as you said, like, you know, propped up somewhere. That's where they go. They've just become decorative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, since we're talking about making it your own, one of the other things I, I think about having when you have a dedicated workspace is you can make it as comfortable as possible. And because since we're writing, since we're sitting for a long period of time, but if you heard our last episode, make sure you stand up every now and then and move around. But you want to make it as comfortable as possible. You want to make it so that it's you can spend time there without getting backache or neck strain or anything. So my major advice for this is get a good chair. I have had bad chairs for long periods of time and it was awful. Don't scrimp on the chair. Get yourself a good solid chair. Get it with a headrest if need be or armrest, something so that when you're not sat typing, you can lean back a bit and just have a bit of comfort. Obviously, keep an eye on your posture. One of the things I specifically did with a dedicated writing space was I have a monitor. I don't like using the laptop screen. I find, unless you have it propped up in a correct system so that the top of the screen is, in, is where your eye line is, I find that you, you're more likely to hunch over the laptop, which isn't good for your posture. So I specifically set up my laptop with a giant monitor in front of me. I've got a separate keyboard and mouse. The laptop just slides underneath and everything's fine and I don't need to mess with it. And obviously because of that, I don't like moving it out and taking it anywhere. <laughs> so yeah, so having it, having it like that means I can spend longer because I have done it where I've taken my laptop somewhere. If I've gone back home to England, I've taken my laptop with me every now and then and I don't get as much done writing on that little keyboard, you know, using the little you know, what's it called, touchpad, Ugh. and these little screens, it's like, and it's a decent sized laptop, but it's still not not good. I like a big screen. In fact, if I had my way, I would have two screens. I just don't have the space on this desk because I have too many other things on it. You're much more productive if you're as comfortable as possible. And having a dedicated writing space means you can make it as comfortable as possible because it doesn't change. Whereas if you go to a cafe, they might change their chairs, they might end up in a different seat, you know, the lighting's different. So yeah. No, that's a good point. And I've never thought about it that way before because, well, first of all, I am going to agree with you. Yeah, you do really, you can't skimp on the chair. You do need a really good chair or else your posture is going to fail you and your back is just going to hurt. But I never thought about having the laptop like eye level. I see I'm awful. I sit on my knees. So my, my laptop screen is always below me anyway, because I have issues with sitting because I'm bizarre. And I'm not going to lie, my sister's walked in on me. Sometimes I'll be squatting on top of my chair and I'll just be all hunched over so that the laptop screen is eye level and I'll just be typing away looking like a little gremlin. And my sister's like, I don't understand how you manage to write like that. Every once in a while I walk in and you're just like in a ball, just typing away. And I, I don't know, I don't stay like that for long because, you know, I probably type like that for about five minutes and then I sit upright again like a normal human being I don't know why I do that but it's comfortable at the same time for some reason I just have this image of you like you know like some little gargoyle sat there like typing away <laughs> take a picture I will I will pose and have my sister take a picture of me typing like that and send it to you 
or, you know, we could put it on Patreon or something. Cause that's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's not good for my posture. It's not good for my back. It's not good for my wrists. But yeah, sometimes I just get so into the writing that I just hunch over and I'm like, ha <laughs> I think the issue is I've worked in offices most of my life and it depends on the size. If it was a big, like, you know, big corporate office. You, you would often get that whole, you know, health and safety training, how to sit correctly at the desk. And you'd be forced to watch some like 20 minute video of a little computer person sort of sitting up straight and it was drilled into me that like the, the laptop screen the top of the laptop screen or the monitor screen should be at eye level so that you're not like looking too high up or looking down so you get your necks at the nice you know nice and firm and then you should sit up properly which let's be honest nobody does that no matter how much you're supposed to we all slouch and then obviously depending on how comfortable you are you can get a foot rest and it just helps you to keep that that balance and that maintain uh, that maintain that sort of better posture but i have seen so many people with laptops because people write on laptops directly onto the laptop if they're not if they don't have it in a laptop stand which will elevate the laptop up and then have like a separate keyboard they're all sort of like hunched over and all i keep thinking is that looks so painful you're going to feel that as you get older trust me on that <laughs> But I have to say, have you never tried one of those really weird ergonomic chairs where it's like you've got a seat and then another part here? There's no back. There's no back on it. So you've got a seat here. I am gesturing to Rachel, which is why I'm saying it the way I'm saying it. I'm going to add a picture to our YouTube page as I'm saying this so you understand what I'm talking about. But there's like a seat like that and then another part like that. So you sit here and then your knees rest here. And it forces you to have a better posture and your knees are pressed against something. That sounds like the sort of thing that you would probably find really comfortable. It's odd getting on and off it. And somebody in our office, when I used to work in an office, had one and uh, she got up too quick and she got trapped in it because you have to sort of like very carefully just pull your legs out. And she fell. And I will always remember that because it was hilarious. She didn't hurt herself. So it was hilarious. You're allowed to find it funny if they don't hurt themselves. It's just the rule. But, but yeah, so that, you know, I'll, as I said, I'll add the picture to that, maybe even a link. So if anyone's like, you know, I need a different chair, that would be a good thing to have. And again, if you have your dedicated workspace, you could have one of those chairs and you wouldn't have to carry it around to the cafe. I need to see a picture because I have no idea what you just described to me. But I do, I, I'm one of those people that I sit on my knees all the time. I don't know why it just like, I think it's just because it boosts me up a little bit and I have tried to like get a pillow or something to sit on, but I'm not comfortable like that either. I still end up on my knees. I don't get it. My, my partner's like that. He, he will sit on his knees. He will sit cross-legged. The moment I do anything like that, all I think is the circulation's been cut off. It just feels so uncomfortable. I mean, even just crouching down. I mean, I was stripping wallpaper over the weekend and I was crouching down for like, two minutes just to hold the steamer on and it was like I can't feel my legs <laughs> so, so I don't I don't know how people can sit there kneeling without their feet going dead in like five seconds I just don't get it I just I'm obviously not built that way so. I mean I don't recommend it because no it, it's not good for you at all it's part of the reason why one of my kneecaps isn't attached your what 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 my is this knee, my kneecap on my right leg is not attached it slides around because when I was a kid, I always thought I was part of the X-Men and I thought I was a lion. So I was always on my knees and crawling around and stuff. And um, over time, and then I'm always sitting on my knees and stuff. And over time, my kneecap just decided, eh, we're not going to stay put anymore. Because if you're going to be bending your leg this way in that, I have to move. <laughs> you detached your patella. 
Oh, I, I have absolutely no words for that. I didn't even know that was possible. I thought if you got kicked in the kneecap and it popped off, you know, popped off its connections and its tendons and that. I, but how does it not like navigate up your thigh or something? How does it stay around the knee area? I have no idea. <laughs> Knock on wood, my leg still works. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> just so you know. But you know what? With that said, I am going to play devil's advocate for a minute. No. Yes. <laughs> You're saying make it as comfortable as possible. And I do agree with that. A, a chair is important. But also every once in a while, it's okay to sit on the couch or on your bed. I don't necessarily recommend doing that all the time because you, you want a designated space that gets your head in that space as well so that you know you're supposed to be productive and obviously if you're sitting on a couch or you're lying in bed well your brain associates that with watching tv or going to sleep or something so you're not necessarily going to be as productive but every once in a while it's okay if you just need a break from your desk because i know sometimes if you're really struggling with writing or whatever you're doing sometimes you need a change of environment and whether you go sit outside on the deck or you just go down and at your dining room table or if you decide to sit on the couch, sometimes that helps. If you're in the same room, but you just move to a different spot, that helps sometimes. And again, going along with the comfortable point, pajamas can be a hit or miss. I've heard like a lot of people, especially now that a lot of people are working from home, people are like, don't work in your pajamas. When you wake up in the morning, get dressed and then go to work or start work, whatever. And I, I do agree with that in some sense, because if you are wearing comfy clothes, again, it's kind of the same thing as if you were just still in bed or you're sitting on the couch, you may not be as productive because you're almost too comfortable. So you want to be comfortable enough that you can still be productive and that you're doing your body some favors, like you're not screwing up your posture or anything like that. But for the most part, yeah, you want to, you want to make sure that your brain knows, all right, this is, this is work. It's work time. This is what we got to do. Get out of the pajamas, sit at a good chair with a desk. But I mean, I, I don't practice what I preach. I do work in my pajamas plenty of times and I still manage to get stuff done. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but nine times out of 10, it is better when you actually get up and get dressed and you're sitting at a desk or on a table at a table, not on a table. I guess you could sit on the table. We're writers. You, you is... crouch on a chair, so yeah, maybe you put it on the table. I don't know. Maybe you put the laptop on the chair. You do things weird. <laughs> to be honest, though, I mean, a dedicated, we're talking about dedicated writing space. So if your dedicated writing space is laptop on your knee, sitting on the couch, and that's how you write all the time, then that probably works because you're already in the focus place, you're connected to that area. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm the same. I, I will sometimes write in my pajamas. I think if I'm just writing, then I can wear my pajamas because I like to be as comfortable as possible. I never ever wear jeans when I'm writing because as even the comfy baggy ones are never as comfy as like pajamas. But if I'm doing anything else, I do try and actually put, you know, regular clothes on because it, it does help you get out of the mindset of like, yeah, I'm just slobbing around. But yeah, so we're not saying like, you have to have a desk at the chair. It's like, if, if you honestly find it better to sit on your bed or sit on the couch or in an armchair or on a, you know, like a little like lap, lap desk, do it. That Whatever works, I think, obviously we're saying whatever works to anyone, do whatever you want. But having a dedicated space, even if that is 
an armchair. It can help you get in the right mindset. So it still works. You just maybe can't have a printer next to you and all the notepads in arm's reach. But maybe you can. I don't know what your sofa looks like in your living room space. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is, yeah, you got to do you got to do what's best for you. Do what makes you comfortable, but also, you know, do what makes you productive at the same time. <laughs> I think it's if you've if you've never tried um, a dedicated working space and you have the chance to if you have a space in your house or your room that you can put a little desk and just maybe get a monitor and a comfy chair always get a comfy chair and just try it for a little bit you might find it works really well you might not find that so don't spend too much <laughs> just get a little table but yeah I have to admit when I set myself up with a writing de- a writing space it did make a difference. And I do, as soon as I walk in and I sit down, I do have a different mindset and I am much more productive here in this space. So yeah, so literally this was our opinion. We like dedicated writing spaces. We think they work really well. Those were our reasons why. So yeah, I think uh, I think we've covered all the best bits. <laughs> okay, with that said, we hope you enjoyed this episode and do let us know if you have a dedicated writing space or if you don't and there's a really good reason why you don't throw that at us as well we'd love to hear about it put it in the comments or on twitter under the hashtag the mirror writer podcast if you want to get yourself some extra content head on over to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the mirror writer podcast you can support our show for as little as one dollar a month and get some extra bonus content tune in next week for another episode of the mirror writer podcast where we ask all the right questions thanks for listening bye bye this podcast is brought to you by shiny objects we're easily distracted the music titled inspired is by kevin mcleod licensed under creative commons 4.0